0: You know, we talked already today in our sharing time about the uh, different variety of spiritual experiences that people can partake in today. And uh, there's only one true spiritual experience, and that is quite of state, a transcendent state in which there is neither suffering or desire or any sense of self, and you have no sense of self in nirvana, and the person is released then from the effects of karma, whatever you want that to mean, and the cycle of death and rebirth, which is their form of reincarnation. It represents the final goal of all Buddhists. Wouldn't that sound exciting?
1: No.
0: All lack of sense of self, no desire, no joy, no suffering. That's a good. One. But uh, just release from all senses. You know, seven percent of the world—that's five hundred million people—believe.
1: 500
0: million. Did you hear that? That's a lot of money. 500 million people believe that to be their future. Well, it doesn't sound that great to me. You know, it seems to me the more we try as humanity to look into all these false religions to make heaven like earth or to look forward to something that they think will be like them.
1: Things just continue to get worse and worse and
0: worse on this planet Well, today, we get to take a different look, a different perspective from the world's perspective. We get to answer the how of all this will be made right. How will all of this world, how will all of this evil, how will all of this lying and sin and hate, how will all of that be made right? Well, we're going to find out. Too. We're going to get started anyway. We're also going to answer when will evil be dealt with justly? I don't know about you, but I have often prayed. Along with many people in Scripture that we have examples of, how long, Lord? How long are these people in this world going to get away from this? How long are they going to get away with blaspheming your name, using it in vain, treating people the way they do, dealing with children the way they do, dealing with other people, treating women the way they do? How long? Lord. How long? We're going to find out today
1: an answer to that question.
0: When will Jesus take back the earth and bring Eden? throughout things that John was trying to share with us through our limited language and our limited little brains to try to comprehend an entirely different dimension entirely different dimension that we are used to colors we have never imagined sounds we've never imagined smells we've never imagined sense of sense, sense of touch, sense of of awareness that we've never imagined. We are, uh, that's all we have to look forward to, guys. Yeah, we do, we can look forward to all of that. So when you get tired and you get—you have a week that brings all kinds of accidents and all kinds of uh, trouble into your life, look up and realize there is coming a day when that will be gone, all those troubles will be and that's a very exciting thing to talk about. Very exciting thing to talk about. So we talked about, like I said, like in, last week in chapter four about the worship of the Father. Okay, and how those 24 elders fell down, they cast their crowns before him. And uh, remember we talked about the, the platform, the head the floor in front of the, uh, there was crystal clear jasper and it was like you know we see later as the new heaven comes down comes down that it's pure gold crystal clear see right through and uh, we see all that and that's where they knelt down before the father now we get to chapter 5 and before I do just read with me again or follow in ch- uh, chapter 4 verse 11 this was the uh climax of this worship service right here, as uh, they all said together, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed
1: and were created.
0: So once again, that stabs evolution in the heart. There is no chance for evolution to be even partially true, because we just raised who created these things. It is obvious if you open your eyes. The Romans 1, we're going to find out tomorrow night. Uh, it is obvious if you open your eyes and look around you that uh, these things do not just assemble themselves. Okay, The human mind does not assemble itself just out of chance. All of that is complete silliness. And we have the truth right here in verse 11 on to chapter 5. This is very exciting. Here we go. Then I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, "Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seal? And no one in heaven or on earth or earth. Was able to open the scroll or even to look at it and i began to weep this is john i began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it and one of the elders said to me weep no more behold the lion of the tribe of judah the root of david has come or has overcome so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals and between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders i saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes
1: which are the seven spirits of god sent out into all the earth and he went and took the
0: scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne and when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of all saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed. For every tribe and language and people and nation, you have made them, and many translations say you have made us, a kingdom increased priest to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads of myriads of thousands. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory
1: and blessing.
0: And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea, all that is in them, saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said,
1: Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped in the end. Wow.
0: Wow. Okay. Let's go back to verse 1 and work our way through this. So he sees in the right hand of the Father, right? The one who sits on the throne, a scroll written within and on the and sealed with seven seals. Okay? Now you realize that we didn't have books till the second century, right? Everything before that was written on scrolls. And they would typically start at both ends and you roll them together, right? You have a scroll made out of papaya or made out of animal skin, whatever that scroll would be written on. And typically, if it was a legal document, it would have the general written on the outside and the specifics. Written on the inside. Okay. That will help us understand this. Though, yeah. I think. we uh, <laughs> There's been many debates about what this scroll really is. There is a lot of evidence in the culture of the time that it could have been a last will and testament. The will and testament. The inheritance. For remember, God gave his son the inheritance of the whole earth, right? And he would take it over. And at least status his second coming. So that inheritance, we will be joint heirs. We've heard that word before. We'll be joint heirs with him to reign and rule, right? So there could be that inheritance. And other people have claimed that it is the title deed to the earth. The title deed to the earth. For who controls the earth at this time? Satan. Satan, yes. If you wonder about that, go back to when Jesus was taken out into the wilderness, remember? And Satan said, I can give you all the kingdoms on earth. Well, how can he say that? And how can Jesus not recruit that if it was true? truth? He could have given him all the kingdoms of the earth if he'd just bowed down to Satan's time. And Jesus said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll wait until I take it back. And he will. It's going to happen. It's just, for some reason, uh, he is long-suffering, much more long-suffering than I would be, <laughs> okay? I'm just saying. He puts up with more than I can imagine, and I praise his name that he gives us time for other people to come to know him, okay? And that's wonderful, but boy, the things that happen that he does not punish are are amazing to me. He that Includes myself, okay, it's amazing that that grace is so amazing. All right, so, that's the scroll, and uh, we could either consider it to be the will, or you can consider it to be whatever you like, or the deed to earth, but it really is the deed to the whole universe, because the entire universe will be made as, as, uh, as Christ does that. So, he is the heir, verse 2. Verse two, and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, everything's loud in heaven. (laughs) Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? Who is worthy? Who is the heir? who is the executor of this estate? Who is it? And they started looking for a person or an angel. And they couldn't find anybody, could they? Until, and because they couldn't find anybody, John, I'm sorry, started to cry in verse four. And this is not just a simple weeping, this is sobbing. Okay? This is a gut-wrenching cry. Why do you think he would cry? Because things were bad. Okay? All the other all the other apostles have been killed, martyred. He was the last one. Okay, the churches we just read about in chapters 2 and 3 were going down. Most of them were going down like crazy. Right now, okay, it was not good. The uh, people were, churches were closing. Uh, People were rejecting God. People were getting more bold in their rejection of God. Uh, More abuse was taking place, more hate, more cruelty. And John goes, how long We've gotta find somebody to stop this. And that's why he starts to solve. He starts to solve. And I can understand this feeling. Can you understand that feeling? Well, I can understand that feeling. I love how God, as he instructed John to write this, how he John shows his emotions. He does. And I have those same emotions, and I pray that you have. Are sensitive to those emotions too, because uh, we need to be we need to be sensitive to that. When I'm, st- I'm still, when I'm around somebody that starts cussing, it hurts me in my stomach. It still hurts me in my stomach, and I've worked in construction jobs where every other word. I've worked around people that they, they don't know how to use any other language. And every time they say those words, it hurts. Physically hurts. And I praise God that He's still giving me that sensitivity.
1: Because that is uh that's something that is so easily calloused over.
0: Very easily to build a callous up for that. So we need to be sensitive. And John is very sensitive here. He's showing how upset he is that no one can be found. But finally, one of the elders, one of the redeemed believers that's already in heaven, walks up and says, stop crying. Stop crying because one has been found. Stop crying. He was worn out. He was shot. Yet there was one man. So, verse 5. We have no more the lion of the tribe of Judah, and the root of David has come. So, the deacon opened the scroll and it said, The lion. The lion, huh? Back in Genesis 49. back in Genesis 49 verses 8 to 10 he's a lion of Judah and we know that Christ came from the lion of Judah so verse 8 Judah your brother shall pray to you and you shall be on the neck of your enemies your father's son shall bow down before you Judah is a lion's cub from the prey He stooped down, he crouched as a lion, and as a lioness, who dares rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until tribute comes to him, and to him shall be the obedience of the peoples. This is looking ahead to one who would come in the line of Judah, and as you remember, uh, if you even go to his adopted father's uh, lineage in the book of Matthew, he goes right back to the line of Judah, back to David. And same thing with Mary, she goes right back to. So both of them were in the line of Judah. Okay, uh, This was a look to the future fulfilled right here. For Jesus from the tribe of Judah uh, was called, The root of David is another Messianic reference to Jesus. In Isaiah, Isaiah, just look it up later, Isaiah 11, 1 to 10, is called the root, well, no, us go there, Isaiah Into an American. (laughs) He's not. Okay. Uh, Genesis, uh, Isaiah 11. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse. Upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see, or decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meat of the earth. This is talking about true justice we see true justice. When it's controlled by man, it's very hard to find, isn't it? Very hard to find. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. That's justice. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist, and faithfulness the belt of his mowing. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb. It's talking about a thousand years millennium now. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together. And the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together. The lion will eat straw like the ox. A nursing child will play with the whole of the cobra or with snakes and the weed children the weed child shall put his
1: hand at the adders on the adders bend, and they shall not hurt or, dis- or destroy In all my holy realm.
0: for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea in that day the root of Jesse right here we're reading about it in Revelation who shall stand as a signal for the peoples of him, shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be the Lord. We can just keep going, <clears throat> just read Isaiah this, this week. I tell you, it is uh, it's amazing what the Lord told Isaiah. It's so, the root of David is right there,
1: uh, it's pretty obvious what that means right there in uh, colossians chapter 2 verse 13.
0: colossians 2 13 i wrote down how do i write that in colossians two and you who were dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh god made alive together with him having forgiven us all our trespasses having forgiven us all our trespasses so that is how we make it to that heaven is by realizing what jesus has done for us what realizing what jesus has done for us now when john turns around to look in the midst of that scene he's looking for what a lion He's looking for a lion. What does he see? A lamb. Same person, Jesus Christ. However, on his first coming, he came as a lamb. In his second coming, he will come as a lion. There you go. We've got to get that straightened out in our minds. The lamb obviously is a reference to the Passover lamb, right? All the lambs that have been slaughtered, uh, you know it's interesting looking back at that. If you study that uh, system, you realize that the lamb, of course, had to be what spotless, right? Had to be pure color, had to be perfect lamb. And they didn't just pick one out of the herd and kill it on that day. They brought it into the house. Anybody know how long they had it as a pet in the house before Passover? They had it for four days in the house, and for four days as a pet, living in the house. So they all got to know it, they would probably name it, it would mean something to them. Okay. When it was finally slaughtered, it had to have some meaning. And that's why they that's why God told them to do that. It wasn't just some haphazard land. It was a land that they had gotten to know and had gotten to treat as a pet. So Jesus' death would mean so much more. He's talked about a lamb in Isaiah 53, isn't he? Isaiah 53, read that, it's wonderful. In Jeremiah 11, he's talked about as a lamb, 1119 especially. In the New Testament, in uh, John 1, twice in the first chapter of John, He's talked about as a lamb. Remember when John uh, John was baptizing and he saw Jesus coming? What do he say? The uh, lamb of God, lamb of God so takes away the sin of the world. That's right. So that's really only four, uh, I think about six times. That you also read about it in Acts eight as the lamb. You read about Jesus and in First 1 Peter 1.19. So Acts eight thirty two and First 1 Peter 1.19. So. In all of scripture there, up to Revelation, you hear Jesus referred to as the Lamb, really only six times. However, in the book of Revelation, 28 times, 28 times counting, it's amazing that he is remembered as the Lamb who took away the sins of the world. Okay, he fulfilled that word. And he's standing that's interesting isn't it he is standing and you go back to Revelation 5 he is standing and yet he still has the scars of his death because remember when Jesus was resurrected and showed up to Thomas Thomas said I'm not gonna believe it until I can touch it and so Jesus showed up and said here go ahead Stick your hand in the side. Feel the holes. Okay? So this tells us that Jesus, even in his state, where he is right now, seated seated at the right hand of the Father, he still bears those scars. Okay? He still bears those scars. And that's what John sees.
1: Looks. Looks like he had been slain. Looks like he had died. Okay? He could see that,
0: even though he was standing In verse 6, he saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain. Then it had seven horns. That's stuck right there. Seven horns. You know, a horn is always the image of power. And they got that from the animal. What do animals use their horns for? Dominance, right? And for battle. Okay, it's a sign of power. Okay, the biggest antlers usually whoop up on everybody else, right? that's what happens the biggest horns you're seeing rams you know go at it absolutely and so it is a sign of power and that shows that god is an ultimate power and christ has ultimate power here um but then it talks again about the seven eyes, which is the spirit of god right it says that sent out um Seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And we just read that, remember, in Isaiah
1: 11. And those seven, if you're writing them down, those seven are the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of wisdom,
0: the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of strength, the Spirit of knowledge. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the awe of the Lord. This lamb, lion,
1: same person knows how and who to judge. Okay, that's the point. He knows. Can't hide from him. Can't fake
0: him out. Can't run away from him. He knows. He sees you, and he knows everybody's situation verse 7 and he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne this is the beginning of the end and people and creatures in heaven realize that okay they realize that this comes straight out of Daniel 7 we just worked our way through Daniel Go back and review the 7th chapter of Daniel, you'll get a fantastic understanding, even expanded understanding of what we're talking about right here. It's absolutely terrible. Verse 8, they break out in song, they break out in song, being a music guy, I love Not only do they break out in song, but, well, let me go back. They break out in in song immediately, don't they? There's no delay. As soon as he takes the scroll, and they know that he has the power to open that scroll and to judge the world. Finally, it's going to happen. And they get so excited about it, they immediately break into song. The curse will soon be reversed. Praise God. Here they worship Jesus Christ the same way they worship God the Father in chapter 4. No difference. This is another good place to bring people that don't think that Jesus Christ is God. But these people in heaven and these angels in heaven worship Jesus here the very same way they worship the Father in chapter 4. Many of the same words, don't they? And I like it, and they're instrumentals, too, aren't they? They pick up a harp, or a lyre, they pick that up. And uh, that's going to be wonderful. We talked about harps in heaven, and I don't know about you, but I love the harp. When you hear somebody play the harp, it knows what they're doing. It is. It is. It just lifts your spirits, doesn't it? It's a wonderful, wonderful sound. That's why God uses it here to uh, give us an example of the instruments. Is that always going to be there? I don't think so. I think they're going to have instruments there that John had never seen before. And he just probably could say, hey, I see a harp. So yeah, not had harps. I don't have okay? you know that. Okay? he knew what that was? But he didn't know all the other things that they had. I believe the instrumentation is going to be fantastic. An orchestra like we've never Sing very high. You're going to be able to there. You can't sing very low. We're all going to be boss over fundos those two. I think we're going to have incredible ranges. It's going to be fantastic. And I believe we're all going to be making a joyful noise. More than that, I think we're all going to be singing in tune. Even those who can't, even those who can't hear under. But God tells us to practice, doesn't He? I mean, to practice worship here. Yeah, that's what we do every Sunday. Absolutely, we need to practice.
1: Won't be any preaching in heaven. Preachers will be out of job.
0: But worshipers will be participating all the time. So that's wonderful we all get <laughs> <pretty> to <distorted>. the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'll be out of job. So, <clears throat> verse 9. Uh, eight, we've taken the scroll to the preachers of the four living creatures in the poems. Verse 8. Uh, Taking the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down again before the lamp, each holding a heart, and the golden bowls of incense, which are, he tells us what those are, those are the prayers
1: of all the saints, right?
0: were slain and by your blood you ransomed your people for God and every tribe and language and people and nation every tribe and language and people and nation that is just Scandinavian people is all he's talking about right no everyone's for any no God is colorblind God is culture blind. The whole world is what he's talking about here. God so loved the American that he sent his only son, right? No, God loved the whole world, okay, from all groups. This is said in this way five times in the book of Revelation, just to get it through our heads, that this is not just specifically for the Jews, which the Jews thought it was, this is not specifically for other groups in our planet that think it's just for them. Okay, no, this is for the whole world, and there will be people in heaven who have come to know him from every colors, every culture, every place on the planet. That's what he's saying. You think John's crying now? He's not crying now. No way, man, he's joining in and he is praising god right here he's worshiping absolutely
1: and you have made us or made them a kingdom
0: it's the same word basically but i like it better and you have made us a kingdom and priests to our god kingdom of priests and they shall reign on the earth we are joint heirs and we will reign on the earth i do not understand that Fully. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if we're going to be little mayors or if we're going to be little governors. I think that all system is going to be afoot and we're going to be in God's system and it's going to be totally different. So I don't understand that. I'm just telling you. But I am excited about it because he tells us we will be reigning on the earth for that thousand years. And then over the, in the new heaven and the new earth as well. That's just fantastic. All right. Priesthood. Said so we will all be priests. Well, we are priests now. We have access through prayer and through his word to God, right? Today, then we will have access face to face. Wow. Praise God for his promises. Praise God for his promise. Then I looked and heard around the throne the living creatures and the elders and the voices of the many angels. And this is the, the biggest number that they had at the time was a thousand.
1: In the Greek language, they were not have a, a word
0: for millions or billions they didn't have words for those. So this basically means uncountable. Okay, every time you see a description like this, it is uncountable. Yes. Yeah, you can, couldn't count. Look down and said, I don't have any. Hand. And they were saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb. Now it's interesting, if you do a study, and it was interesting, I heard a couple of commentators this week were talking about that angels are never
1: specifically said to sing. That's interesting. Challenge you to research that out.
0: Uh, now, <clears throat> because if you remember when they announced Jesus' birth, they said, it. okay, they said it. They didn't sing it. However, we do have some wonderful Christmas carols that talk about, you know, angels we have heard on high singing, right? No, it's not in scripture. Look at it us. But <clears throat> we will be singing. And the 24 elders are singing. They are singing. But. It's an interesting side note for you to maybe pique your interest if you want to look that up and do a little research this week. It's a very interesting thing. It doesn't really matter, but it's interesting. All right. Uh, Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. How many descriptors are there? Seven. You're going to notice seven coming out of the lock. Okay, there's seven of them there. And uh, we're going to hear about that a lot as we go through this. I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea,
1: all that is in them, saying to him who sits on the throne,
0: to the Lamb, through blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said Amen. amen. Do I hear an amen? amen? Amen. The Beatles understood that word, it actually means let it be. That's another way of it of saying that. They wrote a whole song about Amen. Uh, but that is it. that is Amen. They all said it. And the elders fell down and worshiped. And we're going to do the same thing. That's one of the things that we're going to be doing. Is worshiping God. Let it be. Let it be. Well, I pray, I've been praying all week, that that will give you a new element of hope. As we look around us and we see all the pain and all the devastation, we get a glimpse of what it will be like when Jesus takes that scroll. He takes the deep back and he says, okay, it's coming. And then all those scriptures that said it'll be coming soon, it'll be happening soon, it'll be happening rapidly—it's going to start happening rapidly as we go through the next chapters. Things start to put right along, and uh, it doesn't take very long. In the next seven years, the world as we know it is toast—literally, it will be destroyed. So it's coming. There you go. So keep reading ahead. Make sure you keep reading ahead. And ask the Lord to just reveal to you through his Holy Spirit. You don't have to understand every word. You don't have to understand every symbol. But God will speak to you as you read. Remember in chapter 1, we will be blessed if we read this book out loud. So read it out loud. That's a guarantee from God. I like those. We'll be blessed. I like being blessed. i don't know about you, but I like that. And so we have a guarantee If we read this out loud, we will be blessed. So ask him to reveal what he wants to reveal to you. And as we go through those chapters together, maybe you can share what it revealed to you, and I can share what it revealed to us,
1: or to me, and we can walk right through it together, okay? I'm excited about that.
0: Very excited about that. So. We get to see who's going to start this whole thing. That is Jesus Christ. Amen. And we can trust Him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, oh, we are grateful. We are grateful that you have given your Son the control and that one day in our future we will get to see true justice come to this planet. Father, we long to that. We add our prayers to those that will be in those, prayers in those incense bowls that day. We add our prayers that we desire
1: you to come quickly. We desire this world to be put in its place.
0: We desire for Eden to be restored. We get tired of the pain, the struggle, the hate, Lord, it's, it's uh, you know, you went through it yourself, Jesus. The terrible thing that people do to each other. So Father, we do pray for that. We know that you have not told us the time, the date, or the hour. But we trust that it is coming. We know it will come. All your other prophecies have been fulfilled. These will too. We believe that and we thank you for that confidence that we have. Thank you that we end up in a place where we can play wonderful instruments and sing wonderful songs and worship you with each other, side by side, for eternity. And do many other things. You've told us we're going to be ruling, or we're going to be uh, sitting on thrones with you, Jesus, and we're, I don't know if we don't understand that, but we are so grateful for those amazing things in our future that we have to look forward to, and to give us hope when this world tries to take our hope away. Thank you for that hope. We love you. And we praise you. We thank you for these wonderful words of encouragement today. And all God's people say, "In Jesus' name, amen." man. Thank you. Five, six,